What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Go GTS Live. We hope you're all doing well out there. Uh, joining me as always, Ivan Lovegreen. If I didn't mention, my name is Rob Bertrand. Ivan, how are you this evening, my brother? I, I'm doing okay. I don't know if you uh, saw the police chase in Los Angeles today where I am, but uh, it also happened in the rain. It's a chilling 66 degrees here today, so... Oh, Doing my best to stay warm. I don't want to hear a word but. about it. We had snow a couple of days ago here in Ohio. It, it is April. It's not supposed to be yeah. April snow brings May flowers. So, yeah, I don't want to hear you complaining about the weather, California. See, that's boy. unfair. I literally thought it's the middle of April now. I can complain about a 66-degree day, but you're still <laughs> not going to let me off the hook for that, huh? No, you know Midwest, the Midwest. It hasn't been that yes. long, has it? No, no. I did. Uh, I went back once in the last eight years in the wintertime. Oh. And that was enough to remind me why. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I uh, every winter I go, why do I live somewhere where the air hurts my face? <laughs> to remind you of the joy of collecting. There you go. There you go. Well, we've got an absolutely great show for you tonight. Uh, we will be having an interview with executive producer and director Brian Beagle of the new sports memorabilia show, Sports Detectives, airing on the Smithsonian Ooh. Channel. Yeah, I believe it debuts February or April 24th. Correct? Absolutely, that is correct. Exciting. We, we will be talking with Lance Fisher, president of Onyx Authenticated, about their new product, 2016 Onyx Platinum Elite Baseball. We've got another product, Rewind. Of course, we'll be doing some giveaways out of box breaks of Topps Legacies Baseball. Oh, can't wait to see that one. Finest Football. Uh, we'll go over Hot in the Shop. Um, and maybe some surprises along the way. But to kick things off, Ivan, I wanted to talk a little bit, a little bit about... A new phenomenon that is kind of hitting the hobby by storm, and I'm I'm quite impressed actually. Tops now delivering real cards in real time. Yeah, it's it's intriguing to me. This is kind of in a way. Obviously, digital printing has provided a tremendous opportunity to take advantage of significant moments that happen in sports. Tops has been able to capitalize on this through on-demand printing technology. Mm -hmm. And it harkens back to a time when they did something that we all know and remember and wish had gone differently in eTops. The big difference mm -hmm. is, is that instead of producing the cards ahead of time with an exact print run, they're printing them on demand and then releasing the print run afterwards. And so each card costs $9.99 plus $6 shipping and handling. Now, I haven't taken a look at all of them, but for example, Bryce Harper's card number three sold 782 copies. Trevor Stories, uh, the Colorado Rockies who hit, what, two home runs on opening day, sold 981. Extrapolate the math a little bit and you get... $7,800 plus gross on the Harper and $9,800 gross on the Trevor Story card. Mm -hmm. That's a nice little windfall for Tops. I was 
I was curious to know if where those numbers would be. And it just shows that hundreds of people are interested in this technology. Very true, though I don't want to entirely collapse your awe, but you can get five cards for $29.99 and 10 for $49.99. So take that into account with those So there is a, a little bit of a, a price breakdown for quantity. Yeah. Yeah, it could only be it could be seven seven thousand six hundred and twelve if you factor in discounts. How what's the most you can buy per household? Do we know? Uh, well, actually, it says a lot of twenty cards is seventy nine ninety nine. Um, now I'm not sure because I literally just stumbled upon this today. I had a very busy week, um, and I saw them tweet today about I believe the uh, Trevor Story, uh, the second Trevor Story card number six, and. So I started looking at it. So I don't know all the details per se, but I'm curious when it says a lot of 20 cards, is that 20 of the one card or is that like committing to buy 20 cards? No, I'm pretty sure that, that you're ordering 20 of the exact card. Mm -hmm. So well, it does... in that case, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I'm intrigued. Um, uh, I was looking at an article that had the first seven listed going back to April 3rd. When they launched this with Francisco Liriano and his 10K uh, opening day uh, performance, only 256 of those hit the market. Now, by the time we hit the all-star break and you have events like Chris Bryant hitting seven home runs in one game, <laughs> I can imagine everyone and their mother is going to buy a lot of 20 of those cards. So what intrigues me the most about this is almost, uh, I'm not sure if you were in the uh, Star Wars card trader app or even some of the early tops bunt and kick, but you know, there's some cards there that are not necessarily cooler cards or better cards, but because less people were involved in collecting them at the time, they're much scarcer and have much more value on the secondary market. Um, so I'd be curious to see if this Liriano or the Kansas City Royals team card, which were each produced first end up seeing that or where the numbers will balance out. Cause even on April 5th, the David Ortiz was only 471, even though the Bryce Harper the day before hit. Well, that, that's the other thing too, that we so, should mention. There's a very short 24 hour ordering window. So what's interesting is that you actually have the opportunity to take a position, if you will, on some of these cards and to some degree uh, leverage or corner the market. If you, if there's not a, you know, maximum that you can buy. I mean, it would be interesting if you were to put a tops now set together. And as, as these start to trickle in on the secondary market, it'll be interesting to see what some of these cards end up selling for. Is your gut, does your gut say that it'll be higher than the nine ninety nine? or lower come a month from now for Trevor Story's card, for example. Well, that's why I get really um, intrigued by it, because I was able to go on eBay just before the show, and I saw none of the Lirianos listed or sold via eBay, which, again, would be the scarcest of the cards. But I did see um, a couple of Trevor Stories, and I'm not sure... Uh, I didn't realize he had two cards, so I didn't look closer to see which one, um, but listed at 888 so slightly discounted. Uh, that said, there's something else we didn't mention, which is that discounts are, are available for those wanting to speculate or take stock on hand for shops. So I'm not sure what the Tops Direct uh, program maybe is what they're talking about there. If you have a shop, you can order 
as a stocking item and get a discount. Um, but we did have a, a, a user in the chat room, uh, Rob Batello, who did say it is 20 of the one card. So the discounts apply for the one card lot. So you can get five, 10 or 20. The of turnaround one card. is pretty quick too. three to five business days. I mean, wow, that's yeah. so we should start seeing some of these pop in more quantity here in the next few days. Mm-hmm. You know, I will tell you, uh, while searching for that Francisco Liriano, I stumbled upon an absolute beauty. If you want to talk about things that have value and worth, uh, 1988 tops, <laughs> big Nelson Liriano, number 155 for 99 cents. Uh, I'm going to hope that our producer can throw that up on the screen for you guys. Cause that's a beautiful card right there. And that's, that's worth throwing 99 cents at. Oh, top. Tops big. If you're looking for a Liriano. Couldn't find a damn way to yep. store those cards to save your life. Yeah. Oh, but that actually brings up a small point with uh, with these cards, which is just in case people were wondering, they're not the uh, traditional oversized when Tops has done special event type cards or two order cards. These are actually uh, two and a half by three and a half Standard size. Tops cards. So they're going to, they actually come in top mm-hmm. loaders and then, you're free to do with them what you want after that. So I think, you know, ETOPS was on to something at one time. I thought ETOPS had a tremendous amount of potential. It just, it, it didn't pan out. This, I think, with mm-hmm. the immediate gratification that collectors look for, I mean, we're talking being able to buy something from an event that just happened and then have it in your hands within the week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You almost have to wonder if they're going to, um, I mean, they already do printing at special events for cards of people, you know, get your tops card at the all-star game. Uh, I almost wonder if they'll try and streamline it to the point where at the end of the all-star game, they're giving out cards from the event. That'd be a pretty cool exclusive. I think that would be. So, well, let us know your thoughts on Tops now, uh, either in the chat room, share with them yeah. uh, on Twitter at GoGTS Live, or again, you can always email us with observations, questions, comments uh, to our email address. Our inbox is GoGTS Live at GoGTS.net. I uh, wanted to let everybody know that I yeah. all prizes from on air shows have been shipped out and i shipped out or i've got packaged here to go out the three cards i gave away on air yesterday or uh on twitter yesterday and then we put four more up so look for those links retweet and follow and uh, i still have a stack of cards to go through yeah it's going to be all over the place with that we've given away ridiculous prizes already uh, the past three weeks, we hit a D'Angelo Russell out of 25 on-card auto from Panini. Yes. That, that was gold standard, right? And then uh, Kevin Durant on-card auto out of 49. Um, so just some crazy stuff. And then last week, uh, we weren't able to see it, but I actually tweeted the gentleman directly. And he said, when it comes in, it's a redemption card, but it's a plexiglass auto of an NHL Hall Carol of Famer. Sittler. Uh, that yeah. sounds like it's really, really, really Absolutely. cool. So, especially because I don't know, I just like blue plexiglass, like blue clear cards. And so, just knowing that he's a maple leaf, 
I, I have high anticipation for that card. But yeah, so go if you've received Tops Now cards, tweet us a picture of them. We might I, retweet I, you. I think Yay. You, know, you bring up a great point about acetate cards. I think they work particularly well in the hockey genre just because of the whole ice theme anyway. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that combination. Um, and that actually, uh, it's a general talking point. It comes up from here and there with people talking about design elements. And I'm not a big fan of the sticker auto concept. It takes something away from me as a collector, sure. just like an extra yep. barrier of entry. But companies have been doing a similar thing with acetate where, okay, well, let's have them sign this strip of acetate and then integrate it into the card. And it looks so cool. That it doesn't oh, bother me. Got to like that. So, in fact, I, we yeah, one of my giveaway cards uh, today. I have to cover the number because it's an on-card number. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so stay tuned because we're going to do two box breaks throughout the episode. We're going to give away hits from yes. them, and it's going to be madness in the chat room when we do. We that. had a uh, interesting article on the blog this week, gogts.net. Kelsey Schroyer of ESPN's Mint Condition uh, did a Q&A interview with former NFL quarterback Joe Theismann. Did you have an opportunity to take a peek wow. at that? Uh, I actually did. I was intrigued because in my in my name dropping, I have once waited on Mr. Theismann. Um, he doesn't know me from Adam, uh, but he was very sweet. You know, you never know when you're meeting an athlete like that how positive they're going to be in their private life. And he was amazingly respectful and kind. So when I saw that Kelsey had done that interview, I jumped to read it, and I was shocked to find out that he collects He's as well. He's quite a collector, actually. I mean, he gives a rundown of some of the things in his collection. I mean, 80 signed footballs, game-used Shaq sneakers from his Orlando days. Uh, pretty mm. cool stuff. Bubba <laughs> Watson signed Masters flag. John Daly's golf clubs and bag, like the entire kit. Yeah. Just grabbed it all. And he even says in this article, um, and again, you can go to gogts.net for all types of articles. Um, I don't know why it's, I, I didn't even know about it until about five months ago. And then it became my, my source pretty much. Um, but gogts.net mint musings. He says in the article, um, Kelsey asks if he ever thought collecting memorabilia would become this popular. And Theismann says, no, I would have saved my equipment. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. And then he talks about how back then they would, over the course of an entire season, and this was when the quarterbacks weren't protected, they'd wear about three jerseys. They'd get re-sewn, reused, old cleats, you know, and like cleats would be worn down for a game. So that's why he wouldn't perform as well. Um, so it's just kind of funny to think. And, and as a collector, I like hearing that too, because it just reminds me when you get actual game used memorabilia or memorabilia cards of a player that's a bit older, retired hall of famer, you know, it just reminds you that the scarcity of that is a little higher. than. He also tells things. an interesting story about how he came up with his signature, which if you've ever seen Theismann's signature is, is pretty fancy and it's very distinct. Uh, he was actually uh, laid up for some time with a broken leg. And so he just started playing with the signature grabbed some footballs, started signing until he came up with something he was happy with. But what's interesting is he has a signature strictly for autographing 
and then something hmm. entirely different that he uses, you know, for legal documents and checks and stuff like that. Huh. That's very interesting. So we could be seeing in, at some point cut signatures of Thaisman. <laughs> like the previous Good point. Signatures. Good point. First ones will pop up on the market. Will be uh, that a also PSA will, will diss them until he gives them a con. Say no, they're the real deal. They're the real deal. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to get Steve Grad on the show because I have a question regarding that, and not not to defer too much from Kelsey's article, but I mean, I'm a 32 year old male. Don't tell anyone I said that. Um, and every time I sign a check, my signature looks different. Like it's all over the place. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's wide. Sometimes it's fat. Sometimes the eye goes like this. Sometimes the eye is boom. So when I see these autographs that are coming in, you know, and I've, I've looked at Jordan autographs, like how do you tell an authentic Jordan autograph from an authentic Jordan autograph when he was in a hurry? Like that just mind boggles me the way that they can authenticate or not authenticate. Um, things that I've seen that have looked really similar. I, uh, I myself was thinking about that just the other day. Um, my wife had asked me to sign something and I took a look and I'm like, that's not even my signature. What? I don't know what I just did, but <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it, it brings up an interesting point and certainly an interesting conundrum, if you will, of just the process of authenticating autographs. I mean, you know, in all honesty, mm-hmm a large bit of it has to be a crapshoot, right? Yeah. You really got to wonder sometimes if that's the case. Um, but that's also why, you know, I appreciate like a couple weeks ago, we went to the Panini event and they are sitting there making sure that the items are signed by the player. You know, it's not necessarily like a classroom situation, you know, and like Proctor and all that stuff, taking a test, but it's just good to know that they're, um, there's backup going on with a lot of these products. Um, you know, I think that tops panini upper deck, they all pride themselves on making sure now that, you know, that collectors have that assurance, but it's still, it's a tricky game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some other news that came out today, um, in the game has released their final self-produced product, if you will, with final vault, and for hockey collectors, it's hitting at the absolute perfect time. The kickoff to the semi-annual uh, Toronto Expo is this weekend and is always a big highlight for uh, hockey collectors in particular, but collectors in general, it's always a well-attended madhouse of an event. And I was actually trying to see if uh, Nelson Liriano <laughs> was going to be there this year. And get that tops big you know, card sign they apparently had a bunch of stuff in the vault from various products that didn't make it into uh the products that they were originally intended to probably because they got back late or you know past pack out or whatever mm-hmm. but random boxes of final vault will have an extra autograph or memorabilia card so 11 oh, cards nice. in total which is pretty cool because 